0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. Before we get going into a very controversial topic today, if you listen to this podcast and you love it and you get any kind of value out of it, I would so, so, so appreciate if you leave me a rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Um, if you're on Spotify, you can just follow. If you're watching on YouTube, if you could subscribe or like or whatever you're supposed to do on YouTube. it really, really makes a difference for me. Um, like I was saying last week, we don't take ads on this podcast. I try not to do an intro song and just try to get right into it so that you can get the most concise value for your time. So if you could please just take a second and write me a review, that would be amazing. And then second thing I want to chat about is that, um, I feel like I haven't made this known enough on my podcast. I have an entire week of classes that you could try for free. You don't have to put in your credit card. You don't have to, um, Like sign, like sign your firstborn away or anything like that. You literally just can click the link, put in your email, and then these classes are sent to your email. So I'm gonna put that in all of the show notes. So if you're watching on YouTube or Apple or Spotify, a link will be in the show notes. So if you are listening to what I'm saying in these podcasts and you want to give my method a try, you can go take those classes. It's a full week of classes. You could take those classes. Over and over and over, they don't expire. Um, I have a lot of people that just take them over and over and over and they see great results and they never even join the membership. And that's totally fine. I just wanna um, make sure that you knew that those were there. Okay, so today we are talking about squats and deadlifts and why we don't prioritize doing a lot of heavy squats and deadlifts in Evlo to train the glutes. And I know this is gonna be a hot topic. I know that there are a lot of people who you know, see squats and deadlifts as kind of king exercises or queen exercises in their routine. And this is going to challenge a lot of norms in the fitness industry. And I just want to say first that by no means are my podcasts ever intended to belittle anyone, make anyone feel dumb or wrong nothing like that. It's just intended to assimilate the, uh, the information and the research that I've learned so far into kind of more academic ways to view exercise and challenge some things. Um, so that going forward, we create routines that are the most up-to-date, the most researched, and that make the biggest differences without wearing down our bodies the most. So I feel like I've learned some compelling reasons behind why we prioritize other glute exercises over squats and deadlifts. And those are the things that I want to share today in our private Evlo member Facebook group. I get um, messages and people post on there all the time talking about how their glutes are more developed now than from any other program. And it's not because we're mer- working our glutes more often. We only work them once, maybe twice a week. And it's also not because we continue to lift heavier and heavier and heavier weights, right? And it's also not because we're doing squats and deadlifts. So how could that be? How could they be working their glutes less frequently, living, lift, lifting lighter weights, and yet somehow be seeing more muscular development than ever before? And it's because we're working them smarter, not harder using these physics principles that I'll discuss today. So your glutes or your butt muscles, your glute max in particular, is very important to be strong. Yes, aesthetically, it's nice to have a round booty, but the glutes are important for our joint health since your hips are really kind of the axis point of your entire body. The glute max is also the largest, thickest muscle in the body. And I know because this is kind of gross, but I've dissected human cadavers and even in, you know, old people, this is a thick muscle. So we know that if we can start to develop these big guys, um, we can actually increase our metabolism because when we have thicker, bigger tissues, our metabolism has more, uh, muscle to serve and therefore, we can ramp up our metabolism. So again, developing the glutes is not only important for our joint health, but it can also improve our metabolism. And I wanna also start by saying that I don't want anyone to be afraid of any movement in your body. A healthy, strong, mobile body should be able to move in all kinds of ways without joint pain or fear. However, I think when you're adding repetition and weight and doing these movements every week, we should be choosy about our exercise selection so that we have the best results with the least amount of joint risk and the least amount of joint degeneration, right? It's really, truly an anti-aging approach. How can we reverse aging by gaining muscle, but reduce the aging side effects of the wear and tear that a lot of exercise tends to put through our joints? So the good news is that you can have both, right? You can increase your muscle mass, and also preserve your joints at the same time if you're really choosing and intentional about how you're programming and which exercises you're doing. So let's get right into deadlifts and squats. Deadlifts and squats can for sure give you results and you can see your body change if you're doing deadlifts and squats. They early phase load the glutes and a lot of people see muscular results from doing deadlifts and squats. However, the reason we don't do these exercises in my classes with heavy weight is because I don't think they're worth the risk. I think you you can choose other exercises that might even be a little better at loading the glutes without the risk to surrounding joints, namely the spine. Because of the mechanics of deadlifts and squats, you have to hold a lot of weight in order to load the glutes sufficiently. The glutes are really strong muscles. And so they need a lot of load. They need a lot of resistance if they're going to adapt and get stronger. So because of the mechanics of deadlifts and squats, which we'll talk about in a moment, you end up having to use a lot of weight to sufficiently fatigue and tire out the glutes so that they can get stronger. And holding weight isn't a bad thing. We hold weight in my classes. We don't hold a ton of weight, but we do do heavy lifts. But It's not necessary, it's not as necessary as you think to hold like hundreds of pounds in a deadlift, in a squat, in order to load the glutes and see results in the glutes. It is though a lot of spinal compression to hold a lot of weight. So the more weight you hold, the more spinal compression you have, the more downward force to your spinal column. And spinal compression is actually a big issue for humans, especially the modern human that is spending a lot of time sitting. And I've read different stats about sitting, but sitting can cause up to like 30% more spinal compression than laying down or standing. And the reason that spinal compression is such an issue is because we're, you know, we're vertical beings and we always have gravity pulling downwards on us. So that means the vertebra or all of our spinal bones are pressing down on one another. And in between those vertebrae are little discs. And what happens over time with this downward, this constant downward force is that you start to get disc degeneration and it's very common in humans. And this can cause pain. This is this can cause limited range of motion. This can cause decreased function, things like that. And you know, it can make it really hard for us to exercise if you start to have disc degeneration. Not saying it's not possible for you to exercise. There are plenty of people who have de- disc degeneration and are able to adapt around it and still get strong in their bodies, but we should do what we can in our daily lives. So, you know, sitting less, but also in our workouts to keep our spine as healthy as possible and avoid this spinal compression while we are gaining strength in our muscles. So yes, we can do that by sitting less, but we don't have to compress our spine more in our workouts in order to gain strength. This is a fitness myth that is, has become so popular even among fitness experts and physical therapists, um, that most of the industry still applies this that you have to hold a bunch of weight, that you have to do deadlifts and squats. Whereas there's a whole other sector of the fitness industry that's going, wait a second, what if there's just other exercises that could get the same benefits of strength without this unnecessary extra compression through our spine since spinal compression is already such a huge issue? So you can still progressively overload your muscles, create more muscle and more strength without holding hundreds of pounds or putting a huge barbell on your back. In fact, body weight step-ups, if you listen to my content at all, you probably know I love some step-ups. Body weight step-ups are more effective for the glutes and less risk to the spine than both a deadlift and a squat even if you're just using your body weight. Depends on how much weight you're holding in a deadlift or a squat, but body weight step-ups can be more effective than a squat or a deadlift if you're holding a barbell or heavy weights. So if you can get better effects from the step-up, namely bigger muscles and less joint wear and tear, I say we choose that option more often than prioritizing the heavy deadlifts and the heavy squats every week. So how can a body weight step up be more effective than a deadlift with weight? So first, let's go over a little lesson in physics and hang with me. And I actually have a stick figure highlight on my Instagram. My Instagram, I'll link it in the show notes, is Dr. Dr. Shannon DPT. There's a stick figure highlight where I draw all of this out. So if you're a visual person, you need to see that. Feel free to go to my Instagram and check it out after this equation. But um, let's quickly break down every exercise can be broken down into a physics equation. And this is what I do on my Instagram all the time is we break down exercises from physics so that we're not looking at exercise from like good or bad. We're looking at exercise like math. And this helps us make decisions on, should I do this exercise? What are the risks and what are the rewards? So basically you have a couple of important things to think about. You have what's called your line of force. So In most exercises where you're working against gravity, like in a step-up or in a squat or in a deadlift where you're holding weight, you're working against gravity, that line of force is just a straight line through your body. And then you have what's called the moment arm to the moving joint or to the targeted muscle. This moment arm or lever will dictate how much resistance the targeted muscle will have to fight against. So the longer the moment arm or the longer the lever, the more work to the muscle. And if that went right over your head, don't worry about it. I'm going to give you some numbers here in a second. So I calculated the numbers for a body weight step up. I calculated the numbers for a deadlift and I calculated the numbers for a squat because you can do this um, by calculating how much weight you're holding or how much body weight you have um, times what's called the moment arm. So let's go over those. Let's start with a step up. So using my body proportions, my weight, just my body weight, a step up worked 1,800 pounds per inch of force to my glutes, 1,800 pounds per glute. And the way I recommend doing a step up is And you'll see this in my class it's kind of weird it kind of takes a second to get set up but it's so worth it because it's healthier for the knees it's healthier for the hip so what I do is I step up on a chair and then I hover my back foot so I I kind of lower myself down into the step-up position but I don't let my back foot touch the ground so that you can't push up off your back foot and take work off of the glute and then I also take my opposite hand and kind of lean into a wall and again if you've taken my classes you've seen how this is done you know how this is done but I lean into a wall and the reason I lean into a wall with my opposite hand is because this will reduce the sideways forces through the knee. So this will make it a little bit more knee friendly while still putting a lot of work through the glutes. And since I don't even have to hold weight to get 1800 pounds of force to my glutes, it's a lot less compression through the spine. So on the contrary, if I wanted the same amount of work to each glute in a deadlift, I'd have to hold 140 pounds to get the same amount of work to my glutes in a deadlift versus a body weight step up, which is zero compression through the spine. So could I lift 140 pounds in a deadlift? For sure. And I'm not saying that you can't see results doing that, but what if I just did the body weight step up and got the same amount of work without the unnecessary compression through my spine? Or if you want more and you want to progressively overload the glutes, which 1,800 pounds of force is a lot for the glutes, um, and I think you'll find that you can see your, your glutes change and develop in strength a lot just by using your body weight, but if you're feeling like you're getting strong and that's feeling too easy, you can definitely add a little bit of weight. So maybe you can hold like a 20-pound dumbbell. Um, how I do that is I kind of hinge forward almost like a deadlift position and bring it close to my knee and then come up. Um, so if I, I calculated this, if I were to hold 20 pounds in a bot, in a step up, I would get over 2000 pounds per inch of work to my glutes. So to get the same amount of work in it to my glutes in a deadlift, I'd have to up my weight and hold 180 pounds. So you could see how it's just like, okay, um, just because I'm holding more weight doesn't mean I have more work going through my muscles because it's all a math equation. It's all a physics equation. And squats are even less effective than deadlifts at loading the glutes since your quads will also take some of the load. So it's not just the glutes helping you out, but the quads also have a moment arm. So in order to target the glutes with as much force as that body weight step up, I'd have to hold 240 pounds on my back. So I would do a barbell squat with 240 pounds. And again, could I squat 240 pounds? I'm not sure. I haven't done it in years. But is it necessary to build strength in my glutes? No, right? So I'm getting that 240 pounds of extra compression to my low back, and I'm getting the same amount of work as if I just chose the body weight step up. So, this is another argument that I get a lot with um, with step ups and deadlifts, and that is. Yeah, but a step up isn't super functional and a deadlift and a squat are more functional. So we should do deadlifts and squats more often because what that means is basically deadlifts and squats kind of mimic what you would do in your everyday life. So, you know, a squat looks like sitting and standing from a chair, which is something that you do pretty much every day in your life. A deadlift looks like bending over to pick something up, pick up a box or a hamper or whatever. Again, stuff that you do maybe in your daily life. I 100% agree with squats and deadlifts being functional. However, I don't necessarily agree that your exercise needs to be functional. I don't think we need to practice a movement with heavy weight in order for it to translate into our daily lives because coordination and muscle development are two different systems in our body. Coordination involves a different part of your brain than building muscle, right? You can practice a hip hinge movement or a squatting movement without adding a lot of weight and have that translate into your life and be able for your brain to coordinate different movements and systems of your body without having to add the extra compression through your spine by doing heavy lifts and a deadlift and a squat. In fact, improving your muscular system so it's strong with the least amount of joint stress will create a functional body. You're more functional if your joints are less stressed out and if your muscles are strong, right? If your joints are stressed, your muscles will tend to tighten up to protect you, your mobility will tank, You might, inc- uh, your pain might increase. And this could inhibit you from doing daily activities and being less functional, right? So it's not necessarily about doing the exact movements that you would do in your daily life. It's more about how can we build up your muscular system so that when you do bend down to lift that heavy box, your muscles are strong, right? And again, if you're worried about practicing the movement and being able to coordinate it, you can practice it with just your body weight and not get that additional compression through your spine. So again, we gotta think about what we want from exercise. And if being more functional and if being stronger in your muscles and even if you have aesthetic goals, it's really important to choose these exercises wisely. If exercise is your tool to improve functionality in your body, we should choose exercises that elevate the function of your body, that elevate, right, the muscles that make the muscles stronger with less joint inflammation to your joints. I mean, who's more functional, a person that has a healthy spine and really healthy joints and really strong glutes or someone who is tight and sore and painful with less strong glutes and who will be less likely to injure themselves when they do bend over and pick up that daily, that box in their daily life. The person who has a strong body and healthy joints or the person who has been practicing that particular movement, the deadlift but is on the verge of disc herniation at any given moment because of the repetitive spinal compression. And again, this isn't to scare you from doing squats and deadlifts. It's just something to consider and think about because I think that we've been framed to think about things in a certain way in the exercise industry. And I just want to challenge those things. If you've listened to this podcast and you're still like, Nope, this doesn't make any sense to me, then carry on. No problem. We can (laughs) agree to disagree, but I do think that, you know, what I hear from a lot from my members is that they have switched from more of this, like heavy squats, heavy deadlifts type of program, and they feel a lot better. And they're actually seeing their muscles improve more. So again, I'm not saying everyone should do step-ups every single day. So please don't take this out of context overusing muscles is the quickest way to burn yourself out and see less desirable results. Um, and I'm also not saying that you have to go in a super deep range of motion, especially if you have cranky knees or you have a cranky hip. You know, you can start really, really small, go in small ranges of motion, just get really strong there. Even just using your body weight in a small range of motion, you can see your glutes change. It's all, It's not just about forcing yourself into this box. And this is why sometimes these these topics are kind of hard to talk about because until you come and take my classes and you're listening to me educate in class, it's sort of difficult because um, I'm afraid that people are going to take this information and apply it in the wrong way. So I just wanted to kind of give that disclaimer. So if you want to be guided through this whole process of building muscle without overdoing it, um, without choosing risky exercises, or without wasting time doing exercises that you know might not, not be the biggest bang for your buck, we'd love to have you in Evlo you can try seven of my classes for free. Again, I'm going to put those, put that link in my bio where you can sign up, or if you're ready to go and you're ready to join the membership, you can join us at evlo fitness.com. E-V-L-O-fitness.com. You can work out with with me Monday through Friday. We would love to have you there and that's it. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.